Hey everyone, welcome to Northridge Church Online. My name is Brent, I'm one of the pastors here at Northridge. So we are in a series that we just started last week called The Home Run Life. So thanks for joining us here today for that. If you're here for the very first time, you've never been uh, to Northridge or never been to expose at any of our online messages or anything of that, just want to say welcome to you. Thanks for being here. We also want you to know for everybody, not just if it's your first time, but everybody, this is a safe place. Northridge Church is a safe place for you, no matter where you are with God. Maybe you've been walking with God, walking with Jesus, had a relationship with Jesus for a very long time. Maybe you're just starting out in this new thing of faith. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're not sure if you have a relationship with God. Maybe you're not sure if you could or if, if you would have a relationship with God. Maybe you know you don't, and you're just not sure because you're not sure if you believe in God. You believe in Jesus. No matter where you are, this is a safe place for you, and we're glad you're here. So as I said, we're in this series called The Home Run Life. And this is the kind of series that builds on itself. We need, really need to know where we've been in order to know where we are and where we're going. And so what I want to do is I want to spend a little bit of time reviewing what we talked about last week so we know kind of where we're going this week. Before I do that, keep in mind that all of this material, all of this content, all the ideas that are contained in here, or at least most of them, come from a person named Kevin Myers. He's a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia, pastors of a church called Twelve Stone. And he also wrote a book with John Maxwell called Home Run. I encourage you to check this out, maybe get a copy for yourself. It's an amazing, amazing book, and it gives you some incredible practical uh, principles for life. So home run, but that's where all of this stuff is coming from. So let's review what we talked about last week for the home run life. So the home run life has four major parts to it. And we're using baseball, hence home run life, baseball as our simple metaphor for life. We all start at home plate. This is where we connect with God. This is where we win significance. God is the one that gives us the power and the direction in order to do life correctly. So we start at home plate and that's where we connect with God. First base is where we have character. This is where we win within. It's the personal base. This is where we win in our character. Second base is community. This is where we win with others. This is where we win in our relationships. And then third base is competence. This is where we win results or win success. This is the fruit of living the life in God's way. And this is not just success in just in your career or in your finances or having a big house or, or a couple of nice cars. This is winning in everything. This is results throughout your entire life, your relationships, your family, your faith. Yes, your job and your career. This is where we win the home run life, but it doesn't end there. You don't score runs. You don't get a home run life by just getting to third base. You have to cross home plate. Everything begins and ends with God with significance and the power and direction that God gives to us. That is the home run life that we talked about last week. Now, I want to share with you the verse that I shared last week because it really is the verse, the foundational verse for this whole series. It comes from Romans 
chapter 12, verse 2. Listen to what it says. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, God's pattern for life, His good, pleasing, and perfect will or pattern. What is this saying? Well, very simply, and this is still review from last week, very simply, this is telling you and I that there are two patterns in life. One pattern that God tells us to live by, and another pattern that the world tries to get us to live by. And the question is, which pattern are we living by? What is God's pattern? Well, God's pattern is that we would not only run the bases, but here's the key, that we run the bases in the correct order. That we start with God. That with the power of God, He can get us to win in our character. And if we win in our character, it helps us win with others in community. And if we do that, then we are going to win success, not just in a job, not just in a career, but in all areas of our life. We win results. And then it ends again with God, with our life having incredible significance. The home run life. The bases, all included, but here's the key in the correct order. The world's pattern, what is it? Well, very simply, the world's pattern is that they run the bases backwards. They run it backwards. Most people, if they are running the way of the world, they're chasing third base. We live in a performance-based culture. Get this, do this, perform this, get these results. This is what we do, and we chase after money, we chase after the job, we chase after the house, we chase after the cars, we chase after the dream, we chase, 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 we run, run, run. But in the process, if we run in the way that the world runs, here's what we do. We cheat our relationships. We cheat our character, our integrity. And we cheat faith. We cheat God. God invites you and I to experience and to live the home run life. And that's what we want to invite you to do throughout this series. So today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to actually talk about first base. We're going to talk about the personal base, the character base, how we win within. So there's a guy named Brandon McCormick. And he goes to the 12 Stone Church where Pastor Kevin Myers, who came up with the home and life, where he pastors. And they captured his story on video. And I want to share that with you in just a moment. His story is all about how he, in his personal life, and also in his professional life, his career life, is doing his best to run, not to third base first, but to run to first base, to get his character, his integrity who he is and who God says he is first. So here's Brandon McCormick's story. Take a look. So did you notice the question that Brandon McCormick asked? It's a really important question. It's a key question for our culture and for you and for me. This is the question that he asked. He said, how do we get success and not sell our souls. How do we get success but not sell our souls? Really powerful question 
in our culture today. I'm not going to spend time giving examples of this, but just think about some of the major companies, some of the major celebrities, some of the major pastors, some of the people that we all have heard of and know, and how they fell from their position and fell in their family and fell apart because of why? Not because they were not doing great in their careers. In fact, most of them were at the pinnacle, at the peak of their careers. What brought them down? It was their character. Brandon McCormick asks a very important question. How do we gain success? How do we win results without selling our souls? Well, the key to that is to run the bases in the correct order and to take care of winning within, winning in our character first. So that's what I want to talk about here today. In fact, I want to ask you this question because maybe you're not sure if this is right, if this is the right order that we're supposed to be running in. Let me ask you this question. In baseball, where did the vast majority of the runners get thrown out? First base. The same is true for so many people in our world. They chase third base and maybe make it to second, but the problem is that most runners get thrown out at first with their character. They have to win the battle within themselves first. So what do we need to talk about? Well, I want to give you one thing that we need to know and three things that we need to do. One thing we need to know, three things we need to do. So let's start by the one thing that we need to know. I want to start by sharing with you the words of Jesus from John chapter 15, verse 5. Listen to what he says. He's talking about the power that you and I have available in order to get from home plate to first base, in order to win the battles within our character. Listen to what he says. Jesus' words. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, in other words, we stay connected, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. What Jesus is saying in this verse is he's simply saying that all of life, the power of life, flows from a source. And what Jesus says is that God, that he is the source of power for our life. And he says that we are the branches. We're the ones that are connected to that power. Now the question is, why is staying connected to the vine, staying connected to God, so important? Well, the truth is that it's because without that, our lives can't have significance beyond our lives. In fact, really what it's saying is, the battles for our character, the battles that you and I struggle with on a daily basis, not to get angry, not to lose our temper, not to lose our patience, not to think uh, angry or, or unkind thoughts toward other people, not to treat people unkindly, but to treat them with kindness. All of the integrity things, all of the things that we battle with in our character, the power to be able to win those battles, guess where it comes from? It comes from God. And here's the truth. This is what I know about myself. When I am not connected to the vine, when I start to kind of 
you know, not read my Bible and not pray and not spend that time with Jesus, with God, in my personal time. This is what I find happens to me. I drift. I start to flow away from the life, the home run life that God wants me to have and has invited me to have. And so what happens is I start to get angry at my wife a little bit faster. I, get, I lose my temper a little bit quicker with my kids. I get more discouraged. I, I get, I get kind of hopeless faster. Maybe I get overwhelmed easier. I get stressed out sooner. I, I start to drift. And why is that? Is that because maybe I've forgotten some things or whatever the case is? No, I know the things. What's the difference? The difference is I have disconnected. I have become separated from the power that helps me win in my character, that helps me win within. So if that's what you and I need to know, that God is the vine, that you are the branch, and that we need to stay connected, if that's what we need to know, then what do we need to do? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, maybe you didn't ask, but I'm asking the question, so we're going to deal with it. So what do we need to do? I want to offer you three things. The first thing that we need to do is we need to live for the truth. We need to live for the truth. Now, in this world, a lot of people will tell you, colleges and universities, professors will teach this. And th that is the thought that there is no absolute truth. That truth for everybody at every time in all the world, no matter who you are, that that kind of truth doesn't exist. A lot of people will say there's no absolute truth in our culture today. That's a normal thought for people today. But there's a major problem with that philosophy. You know what it is? I used to teach this in my history classes as well. The problem with this is if a person tells you there is no absolute truth, the problem with that statement is what? That that statement can't be absolutely true. So you tell me there's no absolute truth? Good. Then my question to you is, or my statement to you is, then that can't be absolutely true. So there must be absolute truth. See how it breaks down? It's a problem. There is truth. The question is, who is truth? What is truth? And I have to tell you today that truth is God. The Bible is clear. God is love, God is light, and God is truth. In fact, one of the phrases that Jesus says all the time, he's quoted as saying this throughout God's word, throughout the Bible all the time, is, I tell you the truth. Jesus says that all the time, right before he tells something that is truth. The truth is God. The power that we have access to, that truth is Jesus. And so we need to live for the truth. And here's why that's important. Because if we don't live for the truth, then what happens at first base is we get thrown out. Because we don't have the power to win on our own. To be able to get to first base, to defeat the battles within our character on, our, on ourselves, by ourselves. God doesn't want us to get thrown out at first. Parents, if you have kids... Let me ask you this. If you watched your child in t-ball or little league or, or maybe they're a teenager or a young adult and they still play baseball, let me ask you this. Do you want them to get a hit? 
I'm sure you do, right? You're, you, when they get step up to home plate and they're going against the pitcher, you want them to get hit. But then my guess is you probably don't want them to get thrown out at first, right? You don't want them just to get a hit. You want them to actually get on first base. You don't want them to get thrown out. Well, that's exactly how God is with you and with me. He doesn't want you to get thrown out. He wants you to get a hit, but he also wants you to get on base. He wants you to succeed in your character. So that's the first thing that we need to do. We need to live for the truth. We need to believe who God is, that he is the truth, and live for that. Claim our life on that. The second thing that we need to do, we need to plug into the vine. So when Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches, why did he say it that way? Well, the reason is because he was probably right there, maybe next to a vine, and so he pulls a grape off of the grapevine, And he looks at his disciples and he says, you see this vine? I'm the vine. You're the branches. He's talking to his disciples. You're the branches. See this fruit, this this grape? What happens if this grape becomes disconnected from the vine? We all know what happens. It withers and it dies. It goes bad because it's not connected to the life source, to the power. Jesus is simply using a simple metaphor that he had right there in front of him. And here's what I would contend. If Jesus were here today, talking to you right now in 2020, he would probably use maybe a little bit different analogy or metaphor. He might say something like this. I am like the outlet or, or the, the, the power station. The only way to stay connected, he says, is you're the cord, you're the plug. You need to stay plugged into the outlet. Right? That, that's, that's something that he would have around in 2020. We're not around a lot of vines, but we are a lot, around a lot of electronic devices, aren't we? Jesus is saying we have to stay plugged into him. In fact, let me ask you this. What's the first thing that you do when an appliance or an electronic device doesn't turn on? What's the first thing you should do? You should check to see if it's plugged in, right? I don't know about you, but I've messed that up so many times. Sometimes I'll try to turn it on, I get frustrated, and then I realize, oh, the plug is sitting on the floor. It's not even connected. Plug it in, and what happens? Power. That is simply what Jesus is saying to you and I. Plug into the vine. Plug into the power of God so that you can win those battles within. Plug in to God's power. And the first thing that happens when we plug in to that power is that God changes things. For example, so we're in this COVID-19 pandemic quarantine lockdown. Everything is upside down. Everything is wrong. Everything is messed up. I mean, some of us have lost jobs. Some of us still have to go to jobs, even though it's kind of a dangerous situation to do so. We're just all over the map. There are so many people, I've talked to so many people the last several weeks, I've been this way too, overwhelmed, stressed about it, scared, frustrated, angry, upset, worried about all these things. Everything is wrong. Everything is upside down. But let me ask you this, especially in a season like this. What if God is saying to you and to me, there's nothing specifically wrong with you. You just disconnected the plug. You just disconnected from the power source. 
You simply need to plug back in. You need to jump back in and get back to the vine. In fact, I would say that about this current season. I know that there's a lot of negative that's happening with this. I know that our economy is down. I am personally driving, just driving me nuts that I can't be around people and with people and give them hugs and truly minister in a personal way that way. It's driving me crazy. I've honestly been lower in my emotions and my feelings than I have probably in a long time because of this season. So I get it. This is not a fun time. But can I tell you one thing, one gift, one blessing that is happening within this season? Even for those of you that are essential workers, everything else is shut down which means you and I have more time, more space, more opportunity to plug in to the power source. I would encourage you, use this time, this season, to get into God's Word. Read it. Listen to it. If you don't have a Bible, you have a smartphone, is my guess. If you have a smartphone, download this app. Type in Version Bible. Just type that in, Version Bible, Y-O-U, Version Bible. And the app that comes up is phenomenal. It's the one that I personally use. You can not only read God's Word on there, but you can also use a portion of the app to have it read it to you. You can listen to God's Word. If you, if you don't like reading for whatever reason, then it can read it to you. But allow God's Word to sink into your life, to give you truth, especially in this time. Pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Pray for those who are essential workers. Pray for everybody around us. We need it. This world needs it. Prayer is simply a fancy word for talking and listening to God. It's not one or the other. It's both. So pray. Go before God. Listen to what He has to say to you. He has great worth and value to speak into you. And then one other thing I would encourage you, get around and in and with People who are trying to also connect with God. Get around people who are chasing after God and this home run life. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. We can't do that physically right now. That's true. Just because we're quarantined physically does not mean we have to disconnect emotionally or spiritually. We can encourage each other. We actually, almost all of our life groups are still meeting virtually online through Zoom. Check it out if you want to. We've actually started more virtual groups in this season than we have all year. The church is alive and well. People are alive and and ready to engage. We're lonely. We're, We're isolated. And so we need this engagement more than ever. I would encourage you, start this week to engage. If you're not sure how, reach out to us. We'll help. Just engage. Engage with God and engage with others who are trying to engage with God. So those are the first two things. What's the third thing that we need to do? The third thing we need to do is we need to draw the line. We need to draw the line. When you and I, when we start running the bases in the right order, when we plug into God's power, when we stay connected to the vine, when that happens, then one of the first things that God is going to do is He is going to begin to reveal, shine the light on things in your life, in my life, that I need to stop doing that's getting me thrown out at first base. That's messing up my character. That's messing up my integrity. It's messing up who I really am and who I'm called to be by God. God's going to reveal those things to you. 
It's going to shine the light on those. To be honest, a lot of you are sitting there maybe listening and thinking, well, I don't want that. (laughs) I totally get that. This is one of those reasons why so many people don't want to get into God's Word, don't want to dig into to the Bible and, and, and into prayer and, and really connect and have a relationship with God because God begins to get, dig in and meddle and starts to shine light on things that we need to stop doing and things that we need to start doing. That's one of the first things that God is going to do. So when He does that, what do we need to do with it? We need to agree with Him and we need to draw the line on those things that we need to stop doing so we don't get thrown out at first base. You know, there anybody that I talk to or that I've heard about that gets up in, in front of people regularly, business people or teachers or other pastors, anybody who communicates in front of people all the time, one thing that we're always looking for is we're always trying to figure out how can I get better at communicating? How can I get better at presenting whatever the content is or, or whatever we're trying to share, whatever truth we're trying to impart to everybody that we're talking to? And one of the things that I've heard all the time is one of the best ways to improve your communication is by video recording yourself and then watching it, evaluating it, and changing accordingly. How fun does that sound? If you want to improve yourself, record yourself and watch it. How much fun is that going to be? Let me tell you, I've gotten a heavy dose of that the last several weeks. More than I ever want. I am overdosing on camera time. Let me just tell you, it is ridiculous. But it's the reality we're in. But let me tell you, I, I just hate hearing my own voice in audio. I really do. I do not like to watch myself on video. Can't stand it. Why? This is why. And this is why nobody else likes to do it either. It's because the camera doesn't lie. It shows my facial expressions. It shows that I don't have enough hair on top of my head. <laughs> it shows all my mannerisms. It shows how much I move my hands too much. It shows when I, when I made a mistake and, and I stuttered on the words that I was saying. It shows me, it confronts me with the truth. That is exactly what God will do when you start a relationship with Him. When you follow the home run life, when you run to first base first, God will first make sure that you've got your character worked out, that you're able to win within before you win all the other things. So he's going to shine light on those things. And when he does, my encouragement to you is draw the line. Agree with God, lean in, and draw the line. Well, where does this leave us? Well, God wants us to have the home run life. He wants us to follow Him. He wants us not just to win within, but to win with others and to win success and for our lives to have incredible value and significance. He put that in us. So what that leaves with us, though, is a really important question for this first base. And it's the question I want to leave with you here today. And the question is this, what is getting you thrown out at first? What's getting you thrown out at first base? Is it a habit? Is it a relationship? Is it a possession? Is it something that you're chasing after that you know is maybe not healthy? 
What's getting you thrown out at first base? What's cutting your character off so that you're not able to have the rest of the home run life? Whatever God is showing you, whatever God is telling you, I want to encourage you, listen to it. Lean into it. Let God reveal it. And then do something about it. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for everyone who joined us here today. I want to pray for each person who is listening, who is watching. Pray that you would help them to desire to have the home run life. And that they would realize that the first step is to connect with God, but then the next step is to allow God, allow you to show them what changes they need to make in their life to get their character right, to be able to win within. And if there's something that somebody needs to stop doing, help them to stop it. If there's something that somebody needs to start doing because it will help improve or help them grow in their character, help them to start doing that. God, whatever it is, we need your help. We need your power. We need your direction to be able to run and to be able to win the home run life. That is my hope and my desire for me, for everybody who's listening, is that they would chase after, that they would run after the home run life that you have offered. Help us to do that. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, as always, I love you. God loves you. So now let's run the bases correctly and let's learn to win within.